listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. So, how about that uh, Denver game, Sean? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was such a jerk. It's like jerking me off, jerking me off, and then it goes limp right around the half, oh. and then all of a sudden, dick gets harder again, and then blue balls. And, uh, <laughs> and blue. To be fair, yeah. they made a really great cut. I, I've watched a lot of football, and I've never really seen a two-point conversion actually work. And so to really? watch... Never. Every time they do it, they always fail it. So the fact that they that Denver was able to do that, I was like, go, go, you guys. Is that a math field? Score a goal unit. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do the football. Okay, you guys. okay so two-point conversion. Uh, blah, 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 that's fine. Well, this is not, this is not Wait, nerds on let me, sports. Let me ask. Okay, so if it was nerds on sports, <laughs> This though, is the pilot episode, What right? would What would the Nerd Olympics look like? Quidditch, obviously. Okay, no, and no, no. marathon movie watching. No, no. Who you can know, watch the longest? No, no. If you had a Nerd Olympics, you know what it would look like? It would look like the Hans Moleman man getting hit by football montage. Just like <laughs> everyone. Or maybe maybe that was just my PE experience yes. for four years, but like that's what I imagine. Hold the fucking phone. You just you just dropped like a very obscure <laughs> Simpsons reference. Was Welcome that a good to the thing fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Gina. Not only did she like because I mean that that episode's pretty, I think. Uh, memorable. Is that yeah. pre-1975? Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's post-1975. Sorry to some listeners. Oh, sorry. Um, but We're going to talk so about it anyway. <laughs> but what I thought was great was that you actually gave him his full character yes, name. Yes, Hans most- Mole Man. Hans Mole Man. He tastes like a peanut. <laughs> also, no one is gay for Mole Man. <laughs> I was saying boo earns. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. So Quidditch would be in the Nerd Olympics. Okay, it would have Quidditch. to be. Um, Ender's Chess. Game. Ender's? Oh. Mm-hmm. Like game. that whole like yeah. trial. Oh, the the gravity thing. Yeah. In, the, yeah. uh, in the gymnasium, there would be a movie quote off. Oh, oh, sure. Ooh, mm. to test the intellect. Yeah. But not yeah. even, but not like the like standard like get to the chopper <laughs> or like you know come with me if you want to live like yeah. it would have to be like super obscure ooh, ooh, ooh. okay so so someone would say a line and the test would be can someone say the line that comes after that oh isn't that like in in ready oh. play have you read ready player one anyone no, no. one oh fuck okay never mind Wait, what? so so in the book ready player oh, one one of the challenges oh. the main character has to go through is like he's in war games uh-huh. and he has to play exactly like matthew broderick's character oh. and go through the whole film oh that's and awesome then and then actually at the end his final task is um he has to go through Monty Python and the Holy Grail and do like the whole oh my God. playthrough of that. Also, if no one has read Ready Player One, you all need to pick it up because it's fucking amazing. Who's the author? Um Ernest Klein. This that is why I love great. her because she's a human encyclopedia. That is great. Just exploded with nerdism. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yep. Sarah. <laughs> Other competition. Uh, competition twelve-sided die throwing. Ooh, Ooh. Uh, are we are we going twelve or like twenty? Because I've got a scotch glass full of d twenties in my room. That oh I could, well, like, let's just throw down. the d twenties if you got Jesus that. That's Christ. like the next level. Sean twelve-sided, then you up, go up to do- the d twenty. Scotch glass. <laughs> hey fellas, how you doing? <laughs> The nerd is think, strong in this Honestly, one. I think uh, I think one of them has to be the six degrees of separation. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, of course, of course. Except you, you'd have to you'd have to put like regulations on that because you can't use like talk show hosts because that's a fucking. Yeah. Oh no, no, have you no, no. have you not have you not played with the nerds? Oh yeah, no, no we hasn't. we have our. This is my rules. first time in here. That's oh, okay. oh oh, Gina. 
listen to Sarah. We she have, wants to say okay. we have our set rules. You cannot uh-huh. use television. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, unless only pussies use television. <laughs> oh, <laughs> unless it was just sometimes you can do this, but unless it's been decided uh, beforehand, you cannot use voiceover work. Okay. So like, there's some there's some very specific guidelines about what you do, and also like it's and if you want Sean tricky. to kind of like you know Mickey you know from Rocky teach you, he'll teach you all about flow charting. Isn't that right? It's all about flow charts. Well, no, like I'm sorry, I did seriously. I did I did speech and debate for four years, and I go back and I coach it now. Like if I if anyone knows how to flow, like I can fucking flow. Like, yeah, yeah. I also I mean I, I say type girl by the way. I mean I, I I say I can fucking flow once a month too, but it's like right, that's right. Not, that's break not it down, rabbit. That is amazing. I was like waiting for it. I was like, if she doesn't make this joke right now, I am. I am making this period joke. Yeah. Oh, it's a period, period joke. Aww. 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 <laughs> they, they, ha- they happen periodically. Back then, they used to die from that. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, okay, I gotta bring this up right now, you guys. Okay. okay. I have started watching Outlander. <gasps> Isn't Ooh. it so good? It's so fucking it's good. so good. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, but the 80 parts, they're boiling. <laughs> they're so I don't sh- think they're supposed to do Ouch. that. You might want to get that checked out. If your crotch is on fire, we have a problem. <laughs> you know, no. Roxy, there's a cream for that. It's a good burn. It's a good burn. It's an it's, eternal it's, burn. It's like burning loins burning. Yes. I know. It's like my underpants oh, are melting burn. God, this coffee's so that's, cold. That's hey, Rich, can I thing. warm it up on your loins? <laughs> yeah, right. Here's the thing. The show is actually, like, the uh, show is really closely followed yeah. by the writer of the original yeah. novel. Yeah, thank God. They've, so Diane, I think her name Diana is Diana Gal- Gabaldon. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gabaldon. Um, she's basically being a creative consultant on the show. Yes. Wait, Gabaldon? Direct- Gabaldon, I believe. Um, she's- Sounds like you're just making turkey noises. Yeah, gobble, gobble. Um, no, she's wonderful. So she's... <laughs> wonderful. Wow, Dave. Wow. Good job, Dave. High five. I no. made jokes. Go kick... <laughs> Did Go you just away. sell five yourself? <laughs> I watched okay. Time at Your Mother. That's I can okay. Do I, I do it. Sell five. I I do it too. But like Let I just wanted to clarify. Outlander point. Sorry, Roxy. <laughs> Diana Gabaldon um, has been the creative consultant from the start, <laughs> yes. and they have lines from the book in the show yes. and they've done a beautiful job of casting yes. and I am obsessed and I started the book and beautiful because I haven't read the book. He yeah. makes your clitoris um, stand up like an erection. I remember. Beautiful. That's really graphic, Dave. I know, yeah, that's gra- actually. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's more graphic than Glory Hole. Okay. <laughs> Sarah, go on. Touche. Touche on the Glory Hole. I can't make that costume if no, you want. No, you can't, Gina. We're not going there. Okay. <laughs> I do remember my mom keeping the Outlander book for, like, bath time reading, though. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Is that? Wow. Is that? That, that is. Well, I do not blame her at all. Well, no. And, and I remember is- hearing the shower head get turned on <laughs> to the pulsating... <laughs> Massage setting. I mean, <laughs> ladies can do what they want in the bathtub. That special bath time lady time. Dave's drinking out because he knows my mom. I know her mom. <laughs> See, I could. I, I was never the person who could like take a bath and read a book because I'm like, I'm gonna drop this and then my book is gonna get all fucked up. And I uh, used to do I that all do the that. time. I had a lot of wrinkly books. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. There's that's a like you could just get a. There. 
Just get a Kindle with a life-proof case on it, and you're fine. No, there, there you go. go. There you go. So anyway, that's my whole spiel about things. It's, it is a good show. People should watch it. It's not it's actually just adapted. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. it's not just for ladies. Um, it actually is pretty gender neutral. And surprisingly, for being adapted from a romance novel, not that much sex. No, it's more so, historical fiction. That's than a, yeah. that's fucked up. <laughs> it, oh, but Whatever. the but the like the pilot kind of really lets you know that sex is coming, and when mm. we do it, it's gonna be crazy. No, oh, and it came. Oh, okay. It came. The wedding it episode came. just happened. Yeah, it was like half an hour of just like booty. Yeah, it was good really, old booty. Good old fashioned like Jesus Christ. Seventeen forty three. Fucking. You get to see Jesus Christ <laughs> booty. <laughs> I know his abs are awesome, tonight. but I never saw his ass. May I, may I just comment that Roxy's face now was like as if a starved man saw a sandwich for the first time. <laughs> I, did. I saw a sandwich and his name is San Hugan. <laughs> and as if she was in that. But it wasn't, like, but it wasn't oh. like it wasn't like she was going to gobble it up right away. Oh, it's because she wanted to look at him. I'm going to savor this. Are you? I'm going to oh. like... I'm gonna, I'm gonna lick the, I'm a I'm gonna lick girl, the... by the way. I'm a, I'm a Hugh, what's his name? Hewen? Hewen, I believe, is the how you pronounce his last name. He's a fan base called Hewen's Hooligans. And oh. it's just a bunch of like middle aged why women. Would, why wouldn't oh they just God. call it the Hooligans? Because that's. <laughs> they just, do! I just, but Roxy, like, you're, you're saying Hewen's Hooligans. That's his and last I feel like, name. Roxy, well, you're, yeah, you're but like, why wouldn't you just like make a portmanteau of like the two things and just know. into one word? I don't know these yeah. things. I just learned them yesterday and I'm really excited. I'm sorry oh, for throwing no, out the no, word no, portmanteau. No, 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 don't be sorry. You just made me so happy. That was awesome. You just made me so happy. You are on like the verge of like fan fiction. You need to like. I need to call you. I gotta reel it back. I, I mean, know I can't help it though. Hey, you guys. hey, nothing wrong with are fan you, fiction. Are you writing? You. Are you writing raunchy erotic fan fiction under the author name Diana Gobbledon? Like, Gobbledong. Gobbledong. You got it, Sean. That's your new Twitter handle, Gobbledong. <laughs> it's gotta be Gobbledong. You, you gotta check. <laughs> check. It's gotta be Diana Gobbledong because like no one's gonna get that reference. <laughs> Hey, but speaking of fan fiction, everybody, speaking of fan fiction, my new blog uh, is out. It's about um, Aragorn and Boromir's secret anal affair uh, in between when they get to that elfy place. I'm sorry. Which which one? Rivendell or Lothlorien? I think he's saying Rivendell. Ah, Lothlorien, the foresty place. They're both foresty. The visions and the ladies. Okay, with the less water falls, more trees. <laughs> so the yeah and the, the fucking and the uh, the big <laughs> stone people that go stop in the name that's okay of you're shit <laughs> okay you're, you're, you're thinking you're thinking Lothlorien fantastic fantastic on that note welcome to Nerds on Film everybody I'm Sarah Ashley <laughs> I'm Roxy Noberry John I'm Sean Moriarty. <laughs> Let's keep that really long delay in there. And joining us in the cave, we have, uh, you know, Nerdonomy co-founder and regular guest, Giggle Fit Master, Dave McGuire. I'm Dave McGuire. (laughs) And we have also in the cave one of my dearest friends and loyal listeners, Turners on Film, Gina Giovanetti. Hi, that's me. (laughs) Welcome to our first nerd comedy gangbang. You have your shots. (laughs) 
<laughs> so Gina has been a listener for a while, yes, and also she's been mentioned on the show previously. So she kind wrote of like, into the Bechdel test episode. Yes, yeah. Did. We Can we great. refer to her as Damn Gina? Damn, Damn Gina. Gina. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know. You. I know you're referencing Martin. Like I had a I had an anthropology professor. Every time he called on me, he would go, "Damn, Gina!" And like I didn't know whether to be flattered or severely creeped out. <laughs> yes. So Gina, basically, like what we're doing, we're thinking about is like you have been. We've like fooled around with you on the show before, but now we're going all wow. in, baby. We're gonna pop that cherry. We're yeah, gonna we're show. going three knuckles deep. Yeah. <laughs> For the listeners that are, wow. uh, you know, obviously listening, <laughs> Sean is not in the nerd cave, right? He's he's in Colorado. So no, there, there's which three makes women. it way easier for me to be this much of a prick. Yeah, exactly. There's Sorry. there's three women and just me in the nerd cave, and you would think that'd be really uh, sexy. I'm more uncomfortable. <laughs> so we look like ravenous oh, hyenas. Sean is gesturing some really fantastic stuff on Skype right no. now. Oh, you saw that? I did. <laughs> I was just doing that for my own edification. I didn't realize That's how cameras it. work, Sean. Was that, <laughs> was that the punk rocker, shocker, spocker? What was that? No, he just went full shocker, on fist. Shocker, spocker. Uh, <laughs> uh, the minivan, two in the front, five in the back. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> wow, I haven't heard that one. Ooh. Anywho. Okay, well, yeah, The Quarter Pounder with cheese. Oh, my God. Okay, so you can't even see this, but you look it what? up on the internet. Um, oh. So I'm going, I'm going to hell. I'm missing youth ministry to, like, be here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to oh, We have sealed your fate. I am so sorry, sorry. Jesus. Shot is on the floor. Sorry, Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is the first and last time youth ministry will be mentioned on the show. Like, I think this rosary bracelet is just going to singe off my wrist right now. Rosaries like, are just nice. tiny anal beads. <laughs> <laughs> that's all they are. And once you get to the cross, that's where your faith is really tested. Oh, my God. Oh my this God. is the part in the show where Brian's listening and he's going to cry. I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. <laughs> just start praying so now. Every, every time I just go into a deeper and deeper ring. Hey, hey. <laughs> I still say the prayers uh, every time I pull a bead out. It's still oh, like, oh, God. Sarah, what are we talking about, baby? We're talking oh, about Lord of, Lord of the Rings, knives, I, I, anal beads. I, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, Speaking I guess of there Catholicism, is there, Lord like, of Tolkien, the Rings. To, Tolkien did have a severely Catholic upbringing, so yes, like, I guess so there there's a go. transition mm-hmm. there, there if you go. really want to fish That's for it. That's very thinly yeah. veiled, but congratulations. Yes. You tried. Yes. I did. I get, a, I get a gold star for trying. Yes, you do. Beautiful job. All right, so. I've also had a bearded father figure with a staff of sorts (laughs) do things for me. God damn it. Okay, why are we talking about Lord of the Rings today, guys? Why not talk about Lord of the Rings every day? That's what I have to say (laughs) about that, actually. I think think we should because it's like the quintessential nerdy thing, right? Like Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Because because it's so... It's so vast. Totally. Right? I mean, it's it's a world that... He that Tolkien had to absolutely 100% create his own language, mm-hmm. right? So he's got this own language thing going. It's like he he didn't just create a book that everyone goes, "Ah, did you read that book? It was swell." He, <laughs> he created a fucking universe. <laughs> it was good. Well, and it was his intention to create mythology. So he was actually pretty. Um, oh, and he did. He was pretty uh, annoyed that. England didn't really have its own mythology. They had a lot of folklore. Closest thing they had really to mythology was King Arthur, but that was heavily borrowed from the French. Mm. So he was pretty annoyed with the fact that that didn't exist. So um, he basically... Only the French would have some 
chick handing you a sword through a lake. <laughs> so watery tart through a sword at least. <laughs> watery tart loving scimitars. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. The English, they will love this book. <laughs> Um, and so let's just kind of just kind of start from the beginning. Let's start with Tolkien. Okay, yeah. so basically, um, he was raised to um, really love words. He kind of got that from his mom. His mom was his first teacher. Um, his dad died when he was fairly young, so um, he really never had that much of a major father figure, but ended up playing a father figure to his little brother. Mm-hmm. Could kind of see that in Gandalf a little bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, as you said, Gina, that he had a really strong Catholic upbringing. Um, and he basically just found a real love for literature, started to make his own worlds, his own languages, and really... Pop art. His what? Pop art? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> this oh. is Tolkien, not Warhol. Oh. <laughs> he Way off. Gandalf I mean, he... on a Campbell's soup can. <laughs> he did draft Painted like, a really lot of big. The, the drawings and things yes. for like the, the different covers and mm-hmm. stuff, but definitely not the... Not uh, full-blown illustrations. Pop art. <laughs> yeah. um, well, that's a shame. I would so buy Lord of the Rings pop art, though. Damn. Totally. Yeah. When he was in high school, he ended Copyright up... nerdonomy. <laughs> when he was in high Nobody school... Nobody else can do that shit now. <laughs> Sorry. When he was in high school, he joined a group, though, that was um, all kind of shared love of epics, like Beowulf and kind of that old English um, idea of, like, you know, strong, Germanic characters. And so they kind of... Um, they formed a group about that, and then he kind of carried that same thing over when he went to Oxford. And he actually went to school with... Why am I blanking on his name right now? C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis, thank you. Mm. Um, Who wrote, I know, Pam. Good job, Who wrote Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Also Catholic. Yes. However. And racist. (laughs) Yeah. So here's the big difference, though. They were actually kind of rivals in their group. And um, it was mostly because of the fact that C.S. Lewis loved allegory, hence Lion, the, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And Tolkien did not like allegory at all. And, huh. and Wait, Aslan was an allegory for Jesus this whole time? <laughs> Gina, that's inappropriate. That's a big fucking Damn, spoiler. Gina! <laughs> <laughs> oh, ruined! It's ruined. ruined! Ruined, ruined. I'm sorry, the books have been out for like 50 plus years. Still. Fuck your spoilers. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck your spoilers. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo, spoilers. Uh, That's episode people. 10. People with their like people get get bad about like the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit spoilers, and just like, oh my god, spoilers! I'm just like, what? You didn't know you were gonna see a fucking dragon at some point? No, the book has been out for fifty plus years. Get your shit together. You have okay, no. Excuse. I'm sorry. And this has been a segment from Gina Rants. Yeah, Gina. We should have a weekly Gina Rant section. <laughs> we'll call it grinds my gears. Yeah, yeah I know what grinds my I'll gears. I'll put in Martin Lawrence. I'll put in Martin Lawrence's sound. Damn, Gina! (laughs) Can we? That sounds like it'd be a great segment. Yes. (laughs) And now. And I'll have Shanene show up. (laughs) Shanene! I'm sorry, I'll shut up for a second. No, 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 you're fine. You're totally fine. How dare you speak your opinion? On, on a, a show, show right. about opinions. <laughs> right. <laughs> for shame. For shame. Uh, but a good amount of uh, what was set up in Middle Earth and that whole mythos was um, established while he New Zealand. <laughs> yes, New Zealand. He invented wow. New Zealand during yeah. World War One in the trenches. <laughs> oh, I love it. Nerd he humor. He invented New Zealand. 
He got he got Lex Luthor to throw a piece of Krypton into the ocean and create this awkward looking fucking rock. <laughs> laughing too she said like elevator music because that was fucking hilarious (laughs) Sarah's reaction was beautiful yes he did yes he did in the fucking trenches there you go Hey, uh, hey, Tolkien, what's that? Oh, it's kryptonite you're welcome I'm I'm gonna create a new land new New Zealand. <laughs> New land. The French will think they made Wait, it up. Okay, great. We will Let's call go. It Hold on, this you guys. Land. Hold on. I feel like the show seems to have deteriorated into a hangout session rather than an actual <laughs> oh discussion God. of film. Oh, well, so, so maybe we need to move on. Okay, well, let, let's let's do this. I'm though. sorry. I'm sorry. So he's in the trenches. So he's in the trenches. In what year and date and time <laughs> was this? Guys, relax. Well, call your tits. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. So wait, why are we bringing him up at all, though? I because mean, we're talking about him as an, as someone who began to write a series of novels. Yes. And Roxy, these that novels, comment was not thoughtful. Let's get more thoughtful about these this. These novels then became films. Yes. And uh-huh. these films then spawned even more of a fan base. Whoa, whoa. And Reading said fan base has created such gobbledygook talk and whatnot. I don't know. How dare you use such language? I'm sorry, was I not educated enough? Um, uh, That being said, there's a lot of comparison and debate Mm -hmm. over comparing the books to the films. Yes. Yes. So I think that's kind of what we wanted to touch on today. Yeah, well, I mean, we want to just talk about how awesome Lord of the Rings is. And that, oh, yeah. too. But That's, like, number number one, and then... Actually, I am a little yes. interested. So yeah. He was in the trenches. Is that where... So, what, no, I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately <laughs> okay, yeah. curious. Mm-hmm. At what point did, is it documented at what point he actually conceived the story? Because I know he so, has, like, all, like, these influences, but what really got him... He, like, he, started, he started creating the um, the languages and Middle-earth and started writing... Um, the Similian, Silmarillion. Silmarillion. Cool. I can never pronounce it correctly. So that was the first, that was the first book? He no, started so, writing that in the trenches, but yeah. what first came out was The Hobbit, right? Yeah, The Hobbit came out first. Silmarillion didn't come out until later because if you look at... So it was The Hobbit, and The Hobbit was written as a children's book, as were the subsequent Lord of the Rings trilogy novels as well. And if you look at it, if you think about it, like these are meant to be kids' books, whereas like some adults are having problems reading them today, and you're just like, man, these Victorian kids were just way not victorian i'm off on fucking montessori like, kids montessori <laughs> kids yeah they're uh, like these these kids Mommy. like po- these Mommy like post-world war one kids were just like so intelligent and everything and you think about it it's like meanwhile our kids today are reading like go dog go but like <laughs> hey um, hey <laughs> that got me through a lot of rough times. Okay, that dog went. Sorry. I'm okay. Sorry. But yeah, Silmarillion came later because, like, if you were to start with the Silmarillion, that one's really difficult to get into because it's a lot of um, it's written in like vignette chapter style mm-hmm. and it's all the creation of middle earth stuff so what you're basically reading is like the bible of middle earth right. and so mm-hmm. if you were to start with that that's going to be really difficult to get into and mm-hmm. so like you definitely have to start with things that are a little more lighthearted, like the hobbit and lord of the rings to get that fan base and then you, you know those you know heart people who get really hardcore into it or that you know want so much more can go and research like the historical yeah. mythology of the mythology which is what peter jackson really did a lot of right. when he wrote 
the screenplay for Lord of the Rings because, I mean, he had other characters that he wanted to beef up and, and things that he wanted to do. So he drew a lot from inspiration from kind of what's considered the appendices. Right. So a Funny lot enough, of the, uh, there was a character named Beefly that he had to come out with. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Who was literally just going to be all exposition. Was he, he, must have, he must have been like a son of Tom Bombadil or something because uh, that guy never makes it. He never made, they mention him. I think they briefly mentioned him once in one line. Which Do is they, it, yeah, it must have been in the extended one. Who the I don't, fuck is Tom Bombadil? Tom Bombadil, you will wait. Is this is, wait? Is this too like? Is that like too far in the conversation? Before well, before we'll the Hobbits that. ever get to the Prancing Pony, they visit Tom they Bombadil. Visit, yeah, honestly, like I can see why in so many of these adaptations, he's been cut. Really, it's just kind of a place for the Hobbits to stay on their way to the Prancing Pony in the Fellowship of the Ring. And he's kind of like a wanderer and he sings and things. And, you know, he, if you, if you saw the, the recent adaptations of The Hobbit, the like Radagast character, it's someone who's almost kind of like that, like this old kind of hippie character who lives in the woods and sings in the wood and stuff. And he kind of gives them a bit of a safe haven on their way to the Prancing Pony. Um, but other than that, he doesn't do a lot to move the story forward. There are other theories about him, how he's this other sort of entity that can't actually leave the forest because there's some sort of magic that's sealing him inside, but that's more of like a fan theory. There's not anything really that kind of roots him in that. So a lot of Tolkien purists kind of balk at the, the cutting of Tom Bombadil from so many adaptations, but really he doesn't do too terribly much to move the, the, yeah, the central story that's along. Unfortunate. Yeah. So there you go. There's Peter Jackson already cutting the fat from yeah. Yeah. the story. Even that though was, Tom was, Bombadil was a fairly fleshed out character yeah. and a you know dynamic one to be sure, mm-hmm. he was still cut. He was yeah. cut from the from the animated ones too. Yeah. So let's let's start there, right? I mean, Jackson is kind of synonymous with that, but there's a there's a life of of, of Tolkien way before Jackson even touches it. Oh my right. god, so much artwork! I mean, the fact oh, yeah. that Gandalf looks the way he does in the movies is because of like fan art that's been done for so long, right. and other movies that have been well, an that's inspiration. Just, that's just how Gandalf. That's just how Ian McKellen looks. Yeah, <laughs> no, they made his I nose bigger. Like this. No, Flawless. no change whatsoever. They made his nose bigger. Uh huh. Interesting. <laughs> so the books came out when? The books came out in the 30s, mm-hmm. the mid 30s. Ah, the 30s, you say? Mm. Oh, yes, yeah, right. Mm. Were they hits then? They were, that's the bee's knees, son. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that's just in nerds cream their pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Old timey nerds. Uh-huh. Um, but I think, I mean, but it's been so influential since they came out. I mean, God, Led Zeppelin has yeah. songs that reference ring wraiths. I mean, like, well, yeah. isn't um, the fucking Stairway to Heaven is, uh, mentions the Misty Mountains in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so the books come out in the '30s. We don't actually see a film adaptation animated or live action until what the 70s the the late 70s because like the 70s was when like sarah had mentioned there was like this huge resurgence of a lord of the rings fan base with led zeppelin and then that was when there were these animated films that came out the first one that came out there was a company called rankin bass that was kind of a precursor to studio ghibli um and it's that very sort of like very round looking animation mm-hmm. and they did the hobbit first and it was like mm-hmm. a made for tv movie and then there was a um another studio headed by Ralph, a man named ralph bakshi who they took it upon themselves to adapt the lord of the rings trilogy and he realized that the trilogy couldn't be put into one two-hour movie and so what he did was they they did like 
Fellowship and part of Two Towers, and they put that one out, but he wanted it to be marketed as The Lord of the Rings Part 1, but the studio said no one's going to pay to see half a movie, and so viewers ended up going to see what they assumed was The Lord of the Rings, and then they cut it off halfway through, and viewers left more confused than they were when they went in. And because of that dispute, um, Bakshi never actually completed his. And so then... um, Uh, Rankin Bass ended up picking up Return of the King and completing it. And each of these movies came out with The Hobbit in 77 and then Lord of the Rings in 78 and then finally Return of the King in 79. And they, they kind of meant it as a little bit of a closure, but it wasn't necessarily a continuation of Bakshi's either. And so you have this similar animation in The Hobbit and in Return of the King, but then it's slightly different in the Bakshi one. But some of it, like you compare it to today's adaptation, and it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like Treebeard <laughs> looks like a carrot. It's uh, it's crazy. Nice. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie. Like I did spend like, you know, several hours of my life watching those animated ones. And that's time I'm never getting back. But, but this <laughs> is, uh, these yeah. are, these are like the first real like video sort of film adaptations that we see of the Lord of the Rings come out. Nice. Right. I just I just wanted to comment to the listeners, right? Because we, we do a lot of research for these shows, right? Sure. And sometimes we have our iPads out in front of us or notes that we've taken. I just want the listeners to know that she's such a hardcore Lord of the Rings <laughs> fan. That came from her noggin. Yes, yes. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Gina <clears throat> is a genius. <laughs> she, I'm, also, I'm also like painfully single, so like... <laughs> Hey. <laughs> Damn, Gina, we gonna get you a date. Yes. Um, yeah. Please, gentlemen, line up to the left. <laughs> <laughs> we will take auditions uh, for the Sword of Gondor. If you guys uh, haven't caught on, the reason I wanted Gina to come on to the show today is because she is a diehard, like, <laughs> fandom fan and not only are you into lord of the rings but you're into harry potter and you're harry just potter all around fabulous all, all kinds of i love all sorts of things like yes. i'm not wearing it today but in my car i have my my battleship galactica hoodie yes! like, yay! <laughs> yeah <laughs> gina why aren't we best friends um, we can we can be best friends we've uh we've made a love connection yes Oh, so, um, so yeah, sorry, got... I do, I do, I do swing towards the swords if you know what I'm. No, no. <laughs> no, no, dude, I, it's all about all about the dick for She's me. But I'm just, wow. I'm just saying. She didn't even say the D. She said the whole thing. <laughs> all about the dick. It's the dick and everything. Everything that comes with it. The balls too. Yeah. Uh, Can't sometimes the balls. Depending upon if you're in the mood. Uh, <laughs> Watching Dave do this, he's like, depends on your like, just a little bit. I'm just, I'm just trying to think if I were, you know, if I were a girl, I'd be like, what? Am I in the mood to have my my boyfriend's balls in my mouth? I don't know. Jesus, you can get them both in there. You can get them in there. But you know what? Not many people these days have a shoehorn handy, so it's tough. <laughs> what? Okay. Oh, wow. um, so, so 79 is the last time we see a Hobbit movie. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful segue. Beautiful. Moving forward. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so 79 was the conclusion of like this animated trilogy that consisted of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings and then The Return of the King, which honestly, if, if you have not seen these animated versions, you're not missing anything. 
anything. Like, but I don't know. I feel like the cartoon version of The Hobbit was pretty iconic okay, for well, a while. I think that, I, okay, really? Like, yeah. Yeah. It was like the last unicorn with I mean, Lord of the Rings shit. Well, no, no like, it's okay. shitty, but it's like one of those things like you, you had to have seen it at least once. And isn't that what inspired fucking Leonard Neboy to sing the song? This about? is true. The song of the Bow Baggins. Okay, <laughs> Leonard like, Oh my God. Yes. Can we play that Wait, right now? everyone. Here is the song, Bilbo Baggins, in case you haven't heard it. It's a brave little hobbit whom we all admire With his long wing fuzzy woolly toes He lives in a hobbit hole and everybody knows him Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins He's only three feet tall Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins Bravest little hobbit Oh my god, it's the original video yeah, and no, everything. Look at that. Like, a buddy, a, a dude ah, I went to college with sang this song to me when we were really baked at a party <sighs> and told me he made the shit up. <laughs> and then I heard it on YouTube once YouTube was a thing because I was in college before YouTube. Hey, old man. That's a sad And life. I was like, this oh. fucking liar. Carl, <laughs> if you're out there, <laughs> fuck you. You're a fucking liar. You hairless bastard. Oh my God. <laughs> you hairless bastard. The guy, no, the guy has alopecia and that's not a joke. Oh, oh no! Okay, so, wait, wait, I really hope he listens to this. <laughs> we should just the episode so, Roxy, title. Are you, are you calling yeah, Carl, are you out there? I don't know what's worse, the fact that he just called him out as being a hairless bastard, the fact that we all laughed when he said alopecia. <laughs> It was an uncomfortable after. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just curious because, so when does Peter Jackson, like, obviously these movies, these 70s, the flicks from the 70s influence him in some capacity. Because I'm, from what I, correct me if I'm wrong, from what I've heard is that he was developing The Lord of the Rings as a live action movie for years. A very, before, very long time. Because he was yeah. waiting for the right technology. Yeah. So when did, when did he start going like, oh, this could actually be something? Do you know? I think he probably started doing that in like the the mid to late nineties. I mean, he and yeah, he went through accurate. and he went through like a shit ton of rewrites up to even during the three year production, it was still undergoing rewrites almost every single week. Yeah, and what was really cool about that too was Christopher Lee, who played Saruman in the films, was someone oh, who had actually badass. met. Tolkien and was a good friend of his and the thing is Christopher Lee rereads the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy once a year and apparently Tolkien had like sanctioned him to play Gandalf were a live action one ever to be made but he ended up he ended up playing Saruman but he was like their on-site Tolkien consultant yeah yeah well and not just that but I mean everybody on set had a copy of the book and was highlighting things and talking about things um if you watch so i have the all extended blu-ray box set at home that has like all the all the fucking appendices all the stuff all the stuff it takes your entire life to watch all of it (laughs) totally worth it yeah it's 80 to 100 years yes totally (laughs) worth it though but um, of extra footage but like i but in one of their little featurettes um you know they're talking about how like Sean Astin was saying, like he was about to film this scene where um, Frodo was waking up in in bed at Rivendell, and he went over to go see him. But like, uh, um, oh my god, why am I blanking on everybody's names? It's too hot right now. Ian McKellen. <laughs> it's okay. Gandalf. <laughs> Ian McKellen. Magneto. Magneto. <laughs> Magneto goes up to no. <laughs> the Nazi from Apt Pupil. 
Oh, but, you've referenced out people. We're going to be good friends. <laughs> but Ian McKellen um, says to him, he's like, hey, remember in the book, though, in the scene, he, he says that Samwise holds his hand. So you go back and you watch that scene and he reaches out and he's holding his hand and like talking to him while he's doing it. I mean, they tried to be as true to Tolkien as possible while making it still work because anytime you adapt a book that dense <laughs> into a yeah. film, you're gonna have to make some changes. I read an interesting note. One of the most iconic lines in mm-hmm. the film, you shall not pass. Oh, of course. Apparently in the book was you cannot pass. Right. So they, oh. they did a little little change of there Well, he changes, says yeah. you cannot pass first in, the, in, in Fellowship of the Ring. Then he says you shall not yeah. pass. When he hits his staff down really hard and sends the light out everywhere. Oh, okay. It's, it's a very, so that's more it's a very like moment. power of Christ compared oh, to the scene. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I know some Lord of the Rings shit. And remember how I used to not like this movie? <laughs> I, I started watching him recently and I'm like, I'm cooked forever. Good job, because it's what? so good. It's so good. I know. Legitimately, how could you not like it? When I first saw the, the trilogy as it came out, I remember being like, eh. Because, you know, I thought, like, that that's a great achievement. Some of, some of the effects <clears throat> in the first one. We're okay. Like that that scene where Gandalf says, "You shall not pass." And what is he looking at? He's looking at the <laughs> he's looking at doll. what I thought would be a tall black man from Street Fighter, but it's not. It's actually a Tolkien Balrog. It's a Balrog. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I thought it. I thought he was like, "It's a Balrog coming," and I'm like, "Oh shit!" A guy that kind of looks like Mike Tyson and can whoop Black's ass is coming. That is. But no, that's great. not what I saw. What I saw instead was something that I thought would say back to me. There is no Fantastic. I just remember oh. just watching them though and being like, ah, the, the achievement was great because of what they did mm-hmm. as far as filming them back to back. And then about three years ago, uh, Fathom Events did this thing where like every Wednesday for three weeks in February they would show each extended uh, movie. So, you know, Fellowship mm-hmm. and then Two Towers and so on. And I remember going to see it again and, you know, obviously a little bit older. And as as I was watching, I got so wrapped up in that story that by the time you get to the third one, when Aragorn is, is now king and they bow to him and he goes, no, you bow to no man. And, like, they all bow to the hobbits. Like, yeah. I'm in the theater just going, like, it's right. you don't bow to anybody. You guys did it. You, you fucking did it. Yeah. <laughs> right, like, when they're in, like, their fucking hour-long epilogue. So I guess I guess the question then becomes, so he, he, he gets the idea of wanting to make these into an epic, but then the question becomes... Like, how do you do it? Like, I mean... I mean, it took a lot of convincing is what happened. Right. I mean, that's him going to the studio going like, hey, you know these books that are kind of like really old? Uh, everyone really kind of likes him. The studio's probably like, "You're shut up. You're, you're lying. And he goes, no, no, no. I, I, I'm sure they are. Here, here's my idea. I have thousands of printouts from these chat rooms. <laughs> you know, no. And you know what it was? Here's what it was. The studios were like, Peter Jackson, I don't know. And then he's like... Watch Frighteners. And then they saw and they're like, oh, do whatever you want. No, 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 no. They said watch they said watch Dead Alive. Oh, I was waiting for fucking Gandalf to just pull out a lawnmower and start fucking smashing horse right. with it. Uh, well, I'm sure the studio probably looked at him and said, You want to make this into three movies, three two hour films? You are fucking 
insane. Well, and that if if we go back to like what I'd said about the animated ones, that whole that middle, you know, the Lord of the Rings one, that was really what influenced Peter Jackson to realize, hey, I can't do all of this in one movie. I need to devote the time and the effort to three fully fleshed out stories as the books are. And then a lot of the interpretations of the characters in the Bakshi version were also hugely influential on how Peter Jackson decided to portray some of the characters in his versions as well, mm-hmm. which was r- really interesting. Huh. Yeah. So do we, first of all, because I know the one thing that stood out to me was the fact that uh, they- We lost on. scene at the end of Return of the King when he's on the rock or, or and like they're about to actually go drop the uh, Sarah do not no no, no. let her do it let no, her finish it's the Dave. part where they're about to go drop the ring in right they're like mm-hmm. getting there and Sean Astin's doing his whole like speech of like trying to motivate him for that last I can carry you yes yes, okay, yes yes and he's just like remember the Shire did it and the second he goes and he puts a body on his shoulder I really wanted to just go hobbits never say die <laughs> <laughs> A lot of a lot of that drew on Tolkien's experience in World War One in the trenches. Like if you look at that, created New Zealand. Yes, created New Zealand. New Zealand. (laughs) But like, and a lot of that is like really heartbreaking. Like today, there's you know all the douchebags out there who look at it and they're just like, oh look, Sam and Frodo, they're such fags. Like, yeah, no, no, no. Who says that are immature people? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's coming from a guy. Clerks too said that. Damn, Sam. Flat out bricks in Frodo's mouth. No, like I've tried to have conversations with people, and they're just like, "Oh, like you mean when they get super gay at the end?" And I'm like, "No, like you don't understand. World War One. That's when like you first looked at things like PTSD, and they had to really be there for one another in yeah. the trenches. This is like how the men had to come together in unity in the trenches. This isn't still, oh, still. God. They did come together, did they not? Hey, still. Uh, so uh, let, we'll, we'll touch Mr. on that. Frodo. I think. I think we'll touch on that when we actually. Talk yeah. about the movies itself. But I apologize. No, no. <laughs> Stop apologizing. Stop apologizing. Okay. I think what we do want to talk about, though, is the fact that you've got the amazing makeup work yes. that, that went into the production. Because everything, for the most part, when it was applicable, was practical effects. Yeah. yeah. You know, there was prosthetics for the orcs. Mm-hmm. There was... I, I mean, that's I, a shit ton of extras to put in prosthetic makeup. The, that, and you had to have yeah. a man bust out of, like, like a, a placented womb. Oh, that the... One, or, or the Ordecai. That was Narnar. When he, like, comes out and he's like... Yeah. I can, that's easy to do. I can get you a womb. You want a womb? <laughs> <laughs> you want a womb? I can get you. But just imagine being that guy. It's like, okay, so you're going to make you're gonna play the main Ordecai. It's like, oh, yeah. right. You're awesome. going to pop like, out of a giant bubble. But really, I hope you're not claustrophobic because the first time we see you, you're going to have to bust out a saran wrap yeah <laughs> and he's just like i'm like baking and then he like comes out and <laughs> well yeah and then like all of the all of the chain mail too was all handmade by a yeah. team and the fact that it was all handmade the guys who made all of that chain mail their their fingerprints are have been completely rubbed off yeah. because wow. that so was all assembled by hand crimes now well, and I mean, but the, we can totally yes, commit crimes. Yes, yes. But sure. I mean, because in, in other movies, when they do chainmail, a lot of times they're just doing like knitted wool and spray painting it. Right. This is this like is actual fucking chain real chainmail. Oh yeah, everybody got one. Well, yeah. You get <laughs> some chainmail. You get some chainmail. Can I just everybody say? Everybody gets one. I would love to be the, an extra in that, just because you get to like I would pay like as much money as I possibly could at the end of production to be like. 
I'm gonna keep this chainmail because yeah. this is this is some badass shit. Um, so you have to go through like the metal detector on the way out, uh, sir. You're still wearing your chain. No, I'm not. And you try to run off in it, and it's like clanging, and <laughs> you just can't run in it. Sentimental right. value. You trip. Well, I know they also made like several. <laughs> you several trip, rings. you common harlot. <laughs> <laughs> they also made like several uh, duplicates of the rings that they actually yeah. handed out to. The- right. It, yeah. I, it, this is gonna this is gonna lose me some nerd points. The only reason I know that Big Bang Theory, the Big Bang Theory, mm. which is a fantastic episode, by the way. Well, because the, <clears throat> they they made them in different sizes too. Mm-hmm. So when you look at Fellowship of the Ring, when you see the one in the snow and you see all of them through that shot through the ring in the that's snow, that's like a giant fucking that ring. That ring is actually like five or six feet wide, so they could. It was get actually the... just a hula hoop that they painted. <laughs> basically, <laughs> they painted gold. It was basically a hula hoop size ring, so they could get that shot yeah. of it going through, and then which like, is. Actually oh, and then Boromir goes and picks it up, and it's like nothing. But. Yeah. Speaking of Boromir, apparently he was blonde in the movies, but brunette in the books. I didn't know Boromir. Yeah. I didn't think was like. I think he's kind of a ginger. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. yeah. Is that what you're focusing on? I, I think when we a daywalker, he doesn't have the freckles <laughs> and the paleness. <laughs> Poor Sean Bean. I like. Oh, uh, yeah, Sean Bean. Did you know that during one does not sorry. simply die and everything. Sean, Sean <laughs> Bean was Sean like. Bean. So when they were up on the mountain, Sean Bean was like terrified of the helicopter that they had to take up. So every morning he climbed a fucking mountain <laughs> oh <my laughs> to get to that set. Are, wait a wait, second. That's Are you supposing that Sean Bean is starting to get scared that because he dies and everything, he <laughs> just dies can that be like the next like? You die Bean in the John... Matrix. You die in real life. Die in middle life. I feel like that should be the next uh, like being John Malkovich, where it's like Sean Bean has died in almost every single movie. That now his whole life is centered around just him in a plastic bubble. Being Sean Bean. Have you have any of you seen? It's a comic and it's one panel and the caption on it says, "After Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and whatever else, I want to write something where Sean Bean just goes and has a really pleasant day." And it's this comic version of Sean Bean holding two kittens in one arm and an ice cream cone in the other hand and he just looks up and he's just like yes today has been quite pleasant and it's just the cutest thing Aww. that's adorable well thanks to Disney he didn't die in National Treasure so he doesn't die in there everything we go. Yeah. Um, there we go and actually he doesn't even have the most on screen death so true um, who does I can't remember the name that sucks. Look it up. Um, but on top of also doing like all the chain mail and prosthetics, which they had like over a hundred pairs of hobbit feet just for the four main hobbits. Um, you know, that's not even in addition to all the other like people. The elf ears and stuff. That's only yeah. half the yeah. amount that Gina has today. Oh yeah. <laughs> apparently, apparently, Liv Tyler left her elf ears in her car and they melted one time. <gasps> oh no. They're just they're, they're just gelatin silicone. based. Yeah. 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 So yeah. dumb bitch. <laughs> no, but she actually, but she spent a lot of Jesus. time just hanging out in the makeup area just yeah. because she thought it was so freaking fascinating what they were doing ah. which is really cool um but like you all really like but all color. of those like all of the suits that they made all these like phone rubber suits that they made for the orcs all those things only lasted for so long and they were having to remake them all the time constantly mm-hmm. so a lot of work for the makeup team for all that practical effects but um and so i know it looks so good <laughs> And also, um, hand-making all of that armor, and not just metal armor, but also leather armor, and putting all the detailing into it. And it was effectively, like, a huge graphic design process for them, because they had to um, 
figure out the aesthetic for each sort of group you were talking about. So like the right. dwarves, everything that's dwarven is very geometrical. Everything for the elves, um, you know, they described it as lyrical and kind of very flowy. Um, you know, the stuff for for man is, is very, I mean, draws very heavily from kind of the Anglo-Saxon, mm-hmm. um, you know, aesthetic, which is, I. it just looks really fucking cool. Well, and that, and that, <laughs> that, that says why the pre-production took a year. Yeah. That's yeah. just pre-production. Yeah. And on, in addition to several rewrites and trying to figure out like what they were doing with the story and then building this whole world upon that too. It's and this just is just crazy. Lord of the Rings. We're not even talking about the Hobbit. Right. Yeah. The newer Hobbit that came out. Well, then, yeah. like, in addition to all the costumes and everything, there's also, like, the miniatures that they started calling oh, yeah. bigatures as yeah. well. Like, just mm-hmm. because they're these massive things. So anything you look at, like, um, like Gondor Helm's Deep. and mm-hmm. Helm's Deep yeah. and, you know, even to an extent, like, some bits in the Shire, like, a lot of that was constructed yeah. in, in New Zealand. Oh, but yeah. We didn't even talk about the fact that you can actually go and see the fucking yes, Shire can. itself yes. Yes. Yes, in can. New Zealand. There's, that is a bucket list item. For there me. are tours yeah. that you, you can calling take. It New Zealand because it's funny. <laughs> it's funny, land. and I really no, want someone from New Zealand funny, to write. It's not funny, Brit. <laughs> and I want to see not someone funny, Brit. I want to see someone write in and be like, David, you're an asshole. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I'm doing that right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 oh, you guys, I found out which actor has the most on-screen deaths. Yeah, and it's kind of a surprise, but not really. Is it Alan Rickman? No. Robert De Niro. Oh no, that's not wow. true. Fourteen on-screen deaths. Hmm. That's not true. That but is not true. There was a guy who had like 63. Really? Yes. Okay, well, according to beliefnet.com, that's a lie. It's Robert it's, No, it's like, Jesus. uh. St- Jesus has the most on-screen death. How count many times he have comes we seen back? that guy nailed to a cross? God spell. <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar. Passion oh. of the Christ. The Passion. That, that Jesus miniseries. <laughs> that other one. Jesus like, Prince uh, of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> Anyway. Jesus, son of God. <laughs> Jesus oh. Cristo. <laughs> just kidding, Ben. Never mind. Okay. Scratch that. Check your sources. Yeah. I'll I'm, check my sources I'm just again. gonna I'm gonna English major you and say check your sources. Like. Yeah. Sorry, oh, guys. No. So she just red penned you. <laughs> Anyways, uh... But yeah, so you can you can absolutely go tour all the locations that are still standing. Um, like that's like a thing in New Zealand. It's still driving major tourism yeah. because I mean, Lord knows this was a huge thing for their economy because they got mm-hmm. in so many local artisans and all that other stuff to make the, the local props unions to do. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, there's a reason why, if you watch the honest trailer of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, that he goes, that, that starts off the narration of, come watch this, you know, uh, DVD of your, like a trip over to New Zealand. Like, it's just basically like a vacation <laughs> yeah. montage. You'd be like, wouldn't it be great to go to that bluff? Mm-hmm. That would yeah. be beautiful. We could have we could have lunch on the bluff. That's not to say that they lunch had on didn't the have bluff. to. Yes, lunch on the bluff. That's actually the name of my memoir. So fuck off. That's the that's <laughs> the name of Dave's romance novel. <laughs> it was cold that day. Janice <laughs> had uh, brought a turkey sandwich and didn't know what kind of meat she wanted, man or, or, or bird. <laughs> man or bird. Wow. Fun fact, more well written than a large percentage of the fan fiction on the internet. <laughs> Boom! Suck oh, it, nerds. You guys, I love you. But... I just found a website called moviedeaths.com and it separates it by category. So wow. if we're talking things like accidental, alternative fate, asphyxiation, I like blaze how that she's glory, like completely checked out of the conversation aside yeah. from that part. We just pretty much have yeah. 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 neck is a category. It's like Hillary Swank and yep. who else? <laughs> Come on. Everyone um, in this million dollar baby. Spoilers. Spoilers. 
Meryl Streep in Death Becomes Her, but yeah. then she oh, just that, came no, back. No, she doesn't die, though. Uh, Every, she she did. No, her body is totally dead. That's why Bruce Willis oh has to, that's why Bruce Willis has to, like, spray paint her. Death by guys, sex. Guys, yes. guys, okay. Sorry. Sorry, we have to get back to production. <laughs> Do we feel like we've said enough about the, because I feel like now we're kind of encroaching on, let's talk about the movies. Well, I just wanted to point out, though, that even though New Zealand is totally awesome and gorgeous and amazing, they did still have to make some changes to the geography. Right. Um, like when they were in Lothorian, and they had to actually build giant fucking trees that they didn't exactly have. New Zealand doesn't grow like really wide trees, so they actually had Maybe to. They should. And a lot of like yes. the um, a lot Take of like the, uh, the ivy and stuff that yeah, you, like you see a lot of ivy and like the these those very like elven looking leaves. Mm-hmm. Like you know they get the the pins of them later in, in Lothorian, yeah. but it, like, it should be noted that uh, Rivendell is actually real. <laughs> okay. Dude, if it is real, I want to fucking die there because it is so gorgeous. Like that is there. Like I want, I want all the major. That's fucking ends. awkward. Exactly. <laughs> I just like to live there. No, like seriously, like <laughs> like I I feel like somebody once asked me just like if you had all the money in the world and you could recreate any location from any movie. And for me, it was Rivendell because yeah. it is so gorgeous. It is like so my aesthetic. I'm like, I want to go to there. Oh, I, I would do the Truman Show, except totally fucking <laughs> play into the whole thing and pull my dick out a lot. <laughs> so like horrible things. Just be like, welcome to the new Truman Show. <laughs> so like the Renaissance Fair. Take that, like Ed real. Harris, in yes. the moon. <laughs> Wow. Okay, right. so we'll go ahead and cut it at there. We are doing a part two because, <laughs> like, just so I much- fucked this up for a lot of us, so I have to. We have to do another episode because I distracted everyone. With <laughs> that's true. Roxy was too busy trying to find deaths. On yeah, Internet. I'm a little obsessed <laughs> that's, with death. That's, by. that's not true. Well, I mean, honestly, Lord of the Rings is such a huge topic. They couldn't even fit the Hobbit into one movie. Obviously, uh, we need to expand this we will out. Discuss, actually, yeah. as a teaser, what we're going to discuss in our next episode is the movies itself, discrepancies, and why the Hobbit sucks yeah yeah uh, well, uh, uh, <laughs> installment one passable yeah installment two and pos- fucked over and uh-huh. installment three it looks to be nothing more than just a bunch of turds thrown at us from the screen okay. installment two taking it in the two <laughs> <laughs> Thank all you. that and more on the next episode of nerds on film great but before oh, we sorry, do that, that sounded too scholarly before we do that stop I, educating yourself Dave. listener <clears throat> feedback listener feedback Something from a lady named Marissa, Mm -hmm. and she says, after listening to the Lady Nerds episode, The Bechdel Test, this came to mind, and the pictures are totally worth it. And she has linked us to a website by the uh, illustrator, Jim C. Hines, and um, it looks like the site, it says, I decided I wanted to talk about science fiction. (laughs) What? (laughs) Say that again? Dave just goes, a man. Fucking breeder. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, oh, look at this. Oh, this is funny. Okay, so it looks like this dude has basically put together a calendar of cover poses, but it looks like he's doing all the posing. It's a dude imitating a bunch of like female poses. Does he get into that really weird Spider Woman one where she's like completely contorted in like a super unnatural way? Up in the air. Yeah, that's the one that we were talking about. It's not comfortable for anyone. Yeah, no, it's not because she'll just fall on her face. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Pain is beauty. 
Yeah, exactly. Nah. So pe- people go check out jimchines.com and see what that's about because it looks interesting. Cool. Um, we also have an email from Marcus. Oh, yeah. In Sweden. <gasps> I love Ooh. Sweden. Fancy. Don't we all love Sweden? Yes. Um, he says the that. neutral party of everybody. Mm-hmm. He uh, recently no, stumbled. No, that's Switzerland, Dave, you uneducated <laughs> bastard. I think Sweden was actually neutral, too. Fucking suck no. it, Sean. No. Like I- Whatever. No, yeah, they're neutral on what kind of fish you can have for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> if you can have fish for breakfast, weirdos. Weirdos. Anyway, um, he said that he recently stumbled across the podcast, and he said that he struck gold. It's funny and nerdy and actually points me towards new movies and rediscovering ones I had forgotten all about. Thank you all. Now, in the latest episode, Dave referred to himself as Papa D. Oh, uh, yeah, Papa <laughs> D in the, his house. <laughs> Imagine my surprise for a second as I thought one of our best forgotten Swedish pop stars from the 90s actually had a career <laughs> overseas. Uh, <laughs> then I realized, of course not. Papa D was a Swedish pop singer with a faux reggae vibe and a cover of First Cut is the Deepest. <laughs> not- Sean, please cut that in. Papa D, gonna get you real high off the ganja, then lay you down, play good music, and give you what you want, girl. The bumbo clat. Why does your Papa D sound like Miss Cleo? What the bumbo clat wrong with you, girl? Put Why it down in your throat now. You want a bonani in your mouth? Yeah. Oh wow. No seeds, eh? I'm gonna play the vagina like a field girl. You don't you see right now, bumbo clat. One time. One time for the reggaeton. So he proposes that a new protest towards the nickname whenever used should be singing a Papa D hit. Yes. Um, I think you can almost hear it right now. And he, yes, he cut, he offered up Island Rock or Beautiful Woman. So I don't know if you want to cut those in, Sean. Both of those sound like fucking gems. (laughs) Actually, they, they, they do sound like fucking songs. Hmm. But they do, don't they? No, I mean, like, legitimate, like... I, I got it. That's That wasn't right. trying to be punny. I was trying to be serious. <laughs> like, fucking songs, songs that you fuck to. Uh, so on oh, that boy. note... <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh. Oh, God, if this is a fucking song, her vagina hurts. That is Papa the some... Island Rock, y'all. Well, uh, congratulations, Marcus. You've officially ruined the name Papa D for me. <laughs> I'm officially going to hang it up. Thank you, Marcus. That, well, Thank if anybody's so out much. there has any Daddy Mo tracks to ruin mine, <laughs> right. I welcome them. Anyway, guys, so um, we will be continuing this on to the next episode. But in the meantime, while you are waiting for that, you can go to nerdonomy.com. You can click that donate button if you're feeling so generous. Looking at the blog, you can look at our t-shirts, maybe buy one. Or you can click one of our links um, for one of our affiliates. You can go to um, audibletrial.com slash nerdonomy. And listen to the, ner- the Lord of the Rings books yes. on audible.com. Yeah. 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 I recently got audible.com and I love it. The subscription is really cool. If you subscribe to this one, you get one free credit and can download any book in their entire catalog Bam. for free. So Do it's it. a really worthwhile deal. And but, you can but, give us a little bit of the profit. So awesome. You, you cannot download um, Tantra or you know, sort of like Indian sex stuff. So no, don't try. Kama Get that shit for Kama free. Sutra? The yeah, Kama can't. Sutra is not an audio form? <laughs> <laughs> That's just called porn. That's unfortunate. It's in Cinemax form. They had a series. <laughs> and I remember it vividly from junior high. Please join us. So, <laughs> so, until next time, 
uh, stay nerdy and join Sex. us next week. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. Bye. 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 Sorry we sounded like a group of people hanging out. Peace. Oh. <laughs> and roll credits. Famous movie quote you should not say during the sex. Share the load. <laughs> 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 <Yes>! <laughs>